There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Based on McDonald's own investigation, it is at least four women who he had sexual relationships with. Welcome to episode 28 of The Great Fail, a podcast that examines the greatest success stories and their spectacular fails. What led to the demise of the most prolific people, brands, and companies. I'm your host, Deborah Chen, and this week we'll be looking at the fall of McDonald's CEO, Steve Easterbrook. In August 2020, McDonald's, the world's largest restaurant company, made a shocking announcement. Just a year after the removal of its CEO, Steve Easterbrook, who was accused of violating company policy and having a consensual relationship with an employee, the fast food giant was back in the headlines. This time, the company found that Steve Easterbrook had actually conducted at least three other illicit sexual relationships with subordinates within the company and had deleted evidence during the initial investigation, including dozens of explicit photos and videos of all the women, and even granted hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stock to one of the employees he was seeing. Standing by McDonald's steadfast pledge to be, quote, wholesome and family-oriented, the company filed a very public lawsuit against Easterbrook, alleging inappropriate personal behavior, as well as lying to investigators. The news rocked the corporate world, signaling that the company meant business, and it was not backing down from a fight. Welcome to the story of Steve Easterbrook. Ascended by the Golden Arches in 2015, Mick fired just four years later. You're fired. This is a really interesting story. I've been wanting to cover a company related to the Me Too movement for some time. And for those of you that reached out requesting to hear more of Harvey Weinstein, I hear you. It was a spectacular fall, but one that's been covered so much in the media. As I started to dig deeper into business leaders exposed for corruption, the story of Steve Easterbrook struck me as one that's fallen under the radar, even as it continues to unfold. 
Now, not many people know about him or are aware of the ongoing sexual harassment issues and legal cases of America's favorite fast food restaurant and the largest restaurant chain in the world. What we've witnessed over the last few years has been the shakeup of some very powerful people in high positions, beginning with the entertainment industry from 2017. In what's been called a watershed moment, several actresses and actors opened up about their experience with sexual harassment in the entertainment industry, catapulting the Me Too movement into the mainstream, calling for a snowball effect into other industries. What followed was an avalanche empowering people across many industries to come forward with their own experiences of abuse of power and misconduct in the workplace. Since then, we've seen how galvanizing the forces of people coming forward have been incriminating people with demigod status, most notably Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, Bill O'Reilly, Matt Lauer, Louis C.K., Mario Batali, the list goes on and on and on. But the effects also reach beyond television screens and celebrity status and into businesses and boardrooms. So here we go. Around 2006, McDonald's was confronted by a lot of negative criticism on the nutritional value, or lack thereof, of the items on their menu. Remember Supersize Me, the documentary where the filmmaker ate McDonald's for 30 days straight? He told viewers about the fat accumulation in his liver and chronicled not only the dramatic changes in his body, but also to his psychological well-being, including mood swings and sexual dysfunction. The documentary measured the damage fast food was doing to our bodies, casting a blame on the industry for fueling an obesity epidemic across the nation. So during that time, McDonald's started eyeing Steve Easterbrook, a fresh-faced 38-year-old executive running McDonald's UK. Easterbrook started his career as an accountant, but hoped for something more interesting and lucrative for his family of five. He made his way to McDonald's first when he began managing the chain in the UK and quickly made a name for himself when others saw how he single-handedly reinvigorated the brand, tweaking the menus, upgrading the food ordering systems, and refreshing store designs. Even inside the company, he looked at changes in the culture. He petitioned to take down the term McJobs in dictionaries, which defined it as a dead-end employment, and led a transparency effort that included a website where visitors could ask questions about anything from working conditions to how the sauce gets made. He was the face of the company's next step forward. That coupled in with McDonald's new branding, new packaging, and of course their new slogan, Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it with vocals courtesy of Justin Timberlake. Easterbrook was promoted to chief brand officer in 2010 and relocated from the UK to Chicago. Except only a year later, he left and went back home to the UK to be with his family, saying that he needed more consistency in his life. But McDonald's never forgot him. And over the years, Easterbrook found his way back into the beloved Golden Arches, landing the chief executive role in 2015. That was the same time that he finalized his divorce from his wife, so a lot was happening for him that year. 
Anyway, when he took the reins, it seemed that Easterbrook was the savior for the company's relationship with the public. Some had thought that he had this innate gift for changing the perception and emotional connection to McDonald's brand. He modernized the company's technology to include touchscreen kiosks. And he also enticed customers with all-day breakfast and even pushed the change to use fresh beef patties instead of the frozen ones in its quarter-pound burgers, which saw sales of its quarter-pounder increase by 30%. Basically, under his leadership, McDonald's stock doubled from $98 per share to almost $200 per share in the 55 months that he was the CEO. But the story isn't about how great of a CEO he was, because we would soon come to understand how Easterbrook went from being the company's golden boy to the company's worst nightmare. Here to break everything down for us this week is our special guest. I am Kate Taylor. I'm a senior correspondent at Insider in the business section, and I have been covering McDonald's at Insider for the last six years. In November of 2019, McDonald's issued a press release announcing the very abrupt ending of Easterbrook's career at the company. It rocked the financial world. We kind of realized something was going on with this when in November 2019, McDonald's very abruptly announced that Steve Easterbrook was out at the company. It kind of came out of nowhere on a Sunday night. McDonald's announced they had investigated a relationship between him and a McDonald's employee. And as a result, he was going to leave the company after having been the CEO. So that was something where it was kind of abrupt. It was worrisome. No word really got out on what had happened. Later, things came out that he had had a sexual but not physical relationship with a subordinate for about a month where they were texting, they were exchanging photos. It was never physical, but it was certainly an inappropriate relationship. So he was terminated. McDonald's kind of moved very quickly to keep business going to kind of get a new CEO and promote someone, keep things going, keep things moving on to the next thing. McDonald's chose to sever ties with Easterbrook because of, quote, texting and video calls that cross boundaries, end quote. This vague explanation didn't really give much indication for the broader story that would unfold. Let me explain this a bit more. We know that Easterbrook was already divorced at the time, and though it's not illegal or necessarily immoral to have consensual relationship with a work subordinate, Company hierarchy begs serious concerns over the nature of relationship and the imbalance of power. You see, an employee may feel obliged, intimidated, or forced into a favor, a flirtation, (laughs) a date, or even a full-fledged relationship in order to keep or excel at their jobs. It becomes pretty precarious and oftentimes problematic and one that companies often discourage or outright prohibit. Social media and the Me Too movement have given men and women louder voices and greater opportunity for accountability to those who abuse their position of power. So with that in mind, nine months later, after Easterbrook was already let go, McDonald's filed a lawsuit against him. In August of 2020, McDonald's sues Steve Easterbrook. This is months after he's been terminated. They sue him, alleging that he had sexual relationships with three 
more women at McDonald's. And they're saying that they have proof that they found all of these photos on his email that he had of women at McDonald's, including one woman who he had in apparently a sexual relationship with, and he kind of gave her a special stock option. So all of a sudden, McDonald's is suing its former CEO, saying that he engaged in inappropriate sexual relationships with multiple women at the company. It kind of was just this huge scandal that seemed to come out of nowhere because it was months after he had left. So that was when I started kind of getting more into this. The lawsuit against Easterbrook demanded for the repayment of his severance package. But before we get into that, here's a few words from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Ping Identity. Being in a time of extraordinary digitization, identity security is becoming more critical. If you're not an identity expert, that's okay, because we have Ping Identity, a leader and champion of enterprise identity security. And now Ping Identity is bringing you Hello User, an educational podcast that covers all things identity security. The podcast is hosted by Richard Bird, Chief Customer Information Officer at Ping Identity, and he's one of the most respected voices in the identity space. In each episode, Richard will welcome an expert to discuss why identity touches virtually every part of our lives and why we need to be informed. Topics like how identity theft victims could be made whole again, something that millions of Americans have grappled with. There are lessons, there are tools, and you'll learn how identity shapes your digital experiences. Check it out and listen at pingidentity.com forward slash podcasts or wherever you prefer to get your podcast. Have you been daydreaming of starting your own business? If so, there's no better time than now, especially as most companies are operating remotely. There's been a rise in new startups and an influx of entrepreneurs since 2020. And you know what they all need? A business address without having to pay rent money. WorkSocial Virtual Office helps you build a professional image for your business. It provides a premium location address that will handle all of your mail forwarding and communications so you can focus on running your company. Visit them on the web at worksocial.works forward slash the great fail or call 201-589-0302 and let them know you heard about the service on this podcast. They'll offer you two free months when you sign up for an annual virtual office plan. That's right. Sign up for an annual plan and receive a year's worth of virtual service for the price of 10 months. Okay, guys, what if I told you that your cell phone bills now will only be $15 a month? If you're like me, then you're probably paying insane amounts of money every month for wireless. So why not change that? Switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save this year. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your number the same along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. To get your wireless plan for 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash greatfail. That's mintmobile.com slash greatfail. And now back to our episode. The lawsuit against Easterbrook demanded for the repayment of his severance package. 
Oh yeah, one thing I didn't mention before was that McDonald's had let him go for bad behavior, but it wasn't without giving him half a year of salary as severance, which is around $670,000, plus stock options valued at more than $40 million. McDonald's alleged that the severance package was granted without knowing the extent of his inappropriate behavior. But it was kind of this crazy thing where the question was, did McDonald's do enough to investigate Steve Easterbrook the first time around when they did the first investigation that led to him being terminated? How did they miss these emails? Apparently, McDonald's says in its lawsuit that Easterbrook had deleted the emails from his phone, which McDonald's investigated, but they were still on the company's server, which the first time around, McDonald's did not look at its server to see if there were any further incriminating kind of pieces of evidence around Steve Easterbrook. But this was under the pretense that the office romance was just late night calls and one single consensual relationship until a tip to corporate revealed that in the year leading up to Easterbrook's firing, he was actually having sex with at least three other women within the company. The fact that as CEO, Easterbrook approved an extraordinary stock grant worth hundreds of thousands of dollars to one of the women who then kind of had these explicit photos in his email, that really was a huge issue as well, where not only was Easterbrook kind of having these sexual relationships with women at McDonald's, according to McDonald's allegations in the lawsuit, but also McDonald's says that they have photos that prove the timestamps on the photo show. There was a sexual encounter between Easterbrook and a woman at the company. Easterbrook approves an extraordinary stock grant worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then Days later, there is another sexual encounter between the two. He hid the relationship from the company, presumably hid each woman from the other, and hid the evidence, sometimes destroying the photographs, emails, and sexually explicit videos, sometimes sending them from his corporate email to his personal emails. And where was HR in all of this, you may be asking? Even internally, McDonald's really tries to focus on values and this kind of very family-friendly image. Within McDonald's, there are these sayings where it's the mixed family. People are close, you want to be appropriate. It's not the kind of company that you would expect a sex scandal. So talking to a couple of people who kind of knew about Steve Easterbrook, he was definitely known for drinking a little bit more, kind of having more of a party culture at McDonald's. He and the head of HR, David Fairhurst, were both kind of seen as a little bit more of a party vibe than other executives had been. Both of them were known for kind of going to these company happy hours that they would have on Thursdays. The company's headquarters moved from the suburbs into Chicago while Easterbrook was running it, and they had a bar in the headquarters. So on Thursdays, if they weren't traveling, Easterbrook and the head of HR would kind of go to the bar and drink with subordinates, which especially people said that Fairhurst drinking with subordinates, especially as the head of HR, people felt like that sometimes would cross a line where he was kind of with these people who worked for him and he was drinking a bunch. He was kind of going out to bars One of the things that someone who worked at McDonald's at this time told me about Easterbrook is he was known for going out to bars in this area that in Chicago people call the Viagra Triangle, where the reputation is basically bars where older guys go to pick up younger women. Steve Easterbrook was single at this point. 
people at McDonald's were kind of like, if this guy wants to have like a fun, exciting dating life, like good for him, go for it. Of course, when it comes out that this quote unquote dating life involves women within the company that he's the CEO of, it becomes a very, very different story and how appropriate that is. And it gets worse. Very few people knew that there were even darker, more disturbing things occurring in the multiple layers of management within the brand, like individual and class action lawsuits filed on the franchise level. You see, McDonald's operates as a franchise, so it's owned and ran in a series of small businesses on a local level, which are all expected to follow policies and expectations laid out by the corporation. Behind the scenes were years of really disturbing accounts of systemic sexual harassment at the franchise level around the entire world. The cases filed included attempted rape to indecent exposure. One report in Brazil promises of promotion that were made in exchange for sexual acts. Another detailed the discovery of a hidden cell phone camera installed in a woman's changing room in France. Numerous lawsuits illustrated a culture of sexual harassment and accused McDonald's of a failure to respond to the complaints against it. In fact, McDonald's challenged these cases by insisting that it wasn't a joint employer and therefore not responsible for employees of a franchise operations, which made up over 90% of McDonald's worldwide. The Me Too movement has fostered a new level of scrutiny to misconduct in the workforce, from discrimination to sexual harassment that have been long covered up in the dark corners of the corporate world. Some applaud McDonald's for their prompt termination of Easterbrook, especially as he was deemed a successful CEO amidst the high point of his career and at a time during high performance for the company itself. What we're seeing here is that companies nowadays are increasingly beholden to the idea of accountability and transparency as part of the brand equity. The scrutiny corporations now face pushes forward greater measures for training and education, stronger definitions of misconduct, and greater consequences for those found guilty of abusing positions of power. The imbalance of power is a huge issue, and it's also just disturbing in many ways that Based on McDonald's own investigation, it is at least four women who he had sexual relationships with at McDonald's from the end of 2018 until before the end of 2019. So that's a one-year period. That's at least four women within the company. McDonald's publicly announced steps taken to address the issues plaguing the company, including revising its anti-harassment training for its U.S. franchisees and managers. While some see progress, others have seen McDonald's response to the crisis, firing its CEO and distancing the brand from Easterbrook, to be more of a PR move to make the case that the problem was Easterbrook and not McDonald's. Although it's hard to deny that both parties played a part in letting this bad behavior get out of hand. I think that everyone I talked to within McDonald's was just baffled that a top executive thought that he could get away with something this extreme and not face consequences for his actions. Um, When you're having relationships of some kind with four women at the company over the course of one year, thinking it would never get out is just 
almost impossible. And thinking that you wouldn't face repercussions if it got out is also pretty unthinkable. So I think that this is just both a sign of companies taking sexual misconduct more seriously and just a very unique situation with a man who kind of clearly was making decisions that no one would approve of. McDonald's HR director, David Fairhurst, who is part of the Viagra Triangle, resigned one day after Easterbrook was fired. Surely he saw the writing on the wall and knew that his time was up. McDonald's new CEO, Chris Kepchinski, took to setting the tone for a brighter future in an internal memo to employees. It said... McDonald's does not tolerate behavior from any employee that does not reflect our values. As we commit to our values now more than ever, is the time to lean in to what we stand for and act as a positive force of change. I'm sure wherever Easterbrook is right now, he is certainly not ba-da-ba-ba-ba loving it. Special thanks to Kate Taylor from Business Insider for her commentary and contributions to this episode. And thank you for tuning in to this week's The Great Fail. Please make sure to visit our website at thegreatfail.com for behind-the-scene audio and video footage. If you like these episodes and want us to continue bringing you more, please subscribe to our newsletter because, well, not connecting with you would be our great fail. While you're at it, simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out too. The research on each episode is extensive, but none of them would be possible without the tireless efforts of researchers, writers, and reporters. They are all credited on thegreatfail.com under our show notes. Lastly, you can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Great Fail Pod. And please subscribe, rate, review this podcast on iTunes to show your support. We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. And remember, folks, with great failure comes great liability. I must confess, I did what I did, now my life's a mess. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.